0: There we go. Welcome to uh, Doug in the Morning, as I said yesterday. Now, driving to work with Doug? No, nope, 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 nope. But we are. We are driving to work with Doug. Uh, But this is, again, Slug is Doug. I uh, episode... I episoded yesterday. Might as well just turn it off now, folks. (laughs) I released an episode yesterday. And, uh... I just finished re-listening to it And I don't know if I got my point across As to <clears throat> That feeling that I was having As I was listening to The, the music it, it was this uh, feeling that there was something Very important going on That there was something There was a secret that was there That was well kept And only the, the special few knew about And if you knew about this you, you, If you knew about these songs or the, or the way to listen to it That you then knew something special could have been the ice cream that I had before I went to bed. Don't know, but <clears throat> I think it was it was worth the exploration into the purpose of creating and creativity, and I think that that may be one of the reasons why sometimes it can be so daunting. So difficult to start to make something in whatever, whatever capacity, in whatever medium. Um, the sort of most common example is the, the white canvas or the blank page of, of the artist. I don't know. I guess it's, I don't know why it's so commonly used. I guess it must be because of, the relative ease of understanding the visual medium, it's something that we are. We are a visual people. We watch an awful lot of television, at least I do, and we look at things. It seems very important to many people. But that um, that blank canvas and that moment that you're standing there, especially as an artist, where that is your, it's your job. your job is to be the artist your job is to create things well in my job my job is to create things as well but i at least have i have a bit of a, a of a marching order in terms of what it is that i at least need to create first thing is yes it needs to be a set okay good And then that set has been described To some extent, potentially In The script Um, and depending on the The type of Show that I'm working on Whether it be a sci-fi show Or a Uh, drama or comedy or whatever Based in reality There is Something that has been described, whether it be an office, an apartment building, a, uh, a kitchen, a bedroom, what have you, a, a, a bridge, a starship bridge. So we kind of have that part of the puzzle revealed so that I know that there are certain things that I could sit down to to bring that into fruition. I further have some other things that, that are described to me that may be required. There may be an explosion that happens. There may be a fight sequence. There may be a special camera move or look that needs to be thought of. So, uh, you know, the, depending on do they want to do a, a, you know, a raking shot. Do they want to do, a, a, you know, that, that crazy dolly shot where they move the dolly and, and change the zoom of the lens at the same time? I forget what that's called. Um, do they want to do that? Do they want to uh, have a crane? Do they want to make it a continuous shot from one room to another? There's an endless number of, of special requests that could happen. that might change some of the design or the look of the the particular set. But in the end, if if I read in a script, there's a bedroom, and that's kind of all that there is. It's like asking me for a piece of string. And asking me, how long is it? I don't know. We don't know. It's, it's so... open for... interpretation. A piece of string could be... a tiny, tiny little piece of fluff, right? You just pull a little tiny piece off. A piece of string could be very long. It could be a whole roll. A bedroom could be... An eight-by-eight room with a cot in the middle. Maybe a light, if you're lucky. That's a room. It's got a bed in it. But it could also be massive. It could be a 30-foot by 60-foot palatial bedroom with a four-poster bed and floor-to-ceiling windows... Any number of, of great things. What is going on here? I do not like that these guys are all standing around here. Oh, oh people up against the wall. Uh, cops arresting people. Not good. At the bus stop here at, uh, what is this now? This is Eastern. Eastern in Queen. So for the artist, let's take, for example, the visual artist, the, the painter... Does anybody... Re- well, Isabel paints, doesn't she? For the painter. I guess, you know, you're standing there and and, and this is what you've got to do. You, you need to create something. You need to create a painting. You got to come up with your own parameters, don't you? You have to come up with your own narrative for that thing you got to come up with your own reason for 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 doing what you're about to do because look i've got a reason for doing what i'm about to do i gotta get i gotta earn a paycheck there's a a bunch of people that i guess a painter would need to earn a paycheck too they need to sell their painting (laughs) which is maybe why living room art has come about couch art i suppose they call it or sofa art what do they call it Uh, the uh the stuff that will look good on above your sofa right that stuff that's why that artwork came about. I remember we had a piece. I swear it was probably purchased from Kmart or something like that, and it was a uh, dark background with. Um, it was like a cityscape on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like it was like looking at a skyline of of New York or something like that. But it was in these colors that were vibrant it was a dark background probably black maybe a dark brown with uh what looked to be buildings that were painted with a palette knife and it was very abstract in a way but not so abstracted that we couldn't tell that this was a painting of a of uh, of a skyline a faux new york skyline a bunch of tall buildings And I remember we had that in, in our basement when I was a kid in the 70s. And, uh, God damn it, I loved that painting. It was, it was, I spent a lot of time looking at it. I think I even, I maybe even sort of copied it. There was a painting that I did when I was in grade 13 or Ontario Academic Credits when I, when I took my OAC art class. And I was creating my portfolio for, for university uh, for my university applications. And um, <clears throat> we had to, for our OAC art class, we had to uh, essentially have a theme for our, all of our artwork that we were creating. And, and mine was it was architecture. I regret that. I wish it was something else. <laughs> but anyway, I did this large painting that was a, a canvas that was probably... I don't know, it was probably three foot by four foot. It was pretty big. Um, that uh, was, it was a um, surrealist version of that painting, I think, or my take on a surrealist version of it. Um, and I was, I remember it being a, a pretty good, pretty good drawing, a pretty good painting. My brother took it for a while, and he put it up in his office, in his law office here in uh, Toronto for for a while. Uh, And then I think he finally came to his senses and realized that it was a painting painted by an 18-year-old who didn't know better. I think he finally threw it out. Uh, He probably asked me what I wanted him to do with it, and I said, yeah, throw it out. (laughs) I think I have a photograph of it somewhere. Um, But anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, the, uh the, yes, couch couch artwork. Some, <laughs> but there. <clears throat> it, once once you're sitting there and you're just sort of if, once you approach the canvas and you're saying to yourself, okay, I'm need now. I'm going to create because today is today's my day to create. What am I going to do? For often for 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 years, one of the the sort of first things to do. One of the the. Uh, common uh, suggestions is just make a mark just doesn't matter what it is get over that hump get over that that moment of the blank canvas of the blank page of not having anything not having created anything to the moment of making that mark on that page uh, strumming that first note playing that first key scratching that first line punching that first bit of clay into shape what have you speaking those first words on a podcast just do it just get started because in an instant you will go from having created nothing to creating something but I think that that is uh, yes, it's a, a, a good it's a good uh, bit of advice to get one started but when I reflect back on what I was feeling and thinking about last night not last night, but the night before during the dark, my dark night of the soul my most recent 2019 dark night of the soul rock and roll!
1: <laughs> yes! This is the dark night of the soul! i rock and roll!
0: Anyway. Um, <laughs> reflecting back on that high bar that I set for myself, or this realization that the, the, the power of creation can actually resi- you know, Reveal the, the secrets of, the, of your universe to you Maybe knowing that in the background Or the back of my head Or in one knowing that in, in, in the back of their head I can only speak from my own perspective So let's do that um, Knowing that stuff in the back of my head I stand in front of a microphone Sit in front of a microphone or whatever. Sit at the piano. Stand in front of a canvas. Turn on my computer. And again, I'm flabbergasted. Dumbstruck. Disabled by the thought of... The importance, the the potential importance of what it is that you're about to do. So, what do you do? What does one do? What do, what do I do? Uh, well, you just get started, right? And I, I think that that's kind of the only way to to do it. Because the more you do it, the more you, the easier it is, I suppose, to get into it. And maybe those moments when you haven't found that secret, you haven't found that key, maybe you get that taste that is uh, that perfect, you're almost making the perfect omelet. You're almost painting the perfect picture. You're almost writing the perfect paragraph. You are almost capturing the light in the perfect way. You've almost created that song. You've almost had a coherent thought. I started asking my question. My question to myself this morning was, "Self," and I said, "What? I'm busy. I'm taking a dump." <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're done, self, I got a question for you. Okay. <laughs> my question to myself this morning was, well, why? Why is it so difficult for me? Why? Why is? Uh, my job why look I don't think I've made it a secret I don't particularly like my job but I have to do it right we all have to do a job that makes us uh, earns us a living that um, keeps food on the table make sure that we can retire make sure that we can provide for ourselves and our families I don't necessarily have to do this job, but the further I get into doing it, the the more committed I am to being in it. The more stuck I am, in a way. And without making a massive, uh, potentially life-upsetting move, I'm going to be in this for a while. So my question to myself is, why why don't I... Why don't I try to find the secrets to the universe in the job that I'm doing? Why don't I try to to in, embrace this creativity that um, I profess to have inside me? And this love of making stuff. Why don't I put it into the job that I do? Because if anything, I, I'm not standing in front of... Um, a blank canvas every day. I, I still I, I have at least a few hints as to what it is that I'm creating, and I do have the power of inquiry to ask people. Hey, is this what you want? Is this what you're looking for? Maybe it's because it's not my self motivated work. It's not my creation. It's not going to. It's not going to show me anything. Maybe it's because I don't actually value it. Strangely enough, the only thing I value in this is my time. And, and my skill to present and, and create some things. I find it interesting. I, the, the one part that I do like about my job is I, I like... I find something satisfying in, in the creation of the, the creation of the 3D models that I create of these sets... And in the the final product that I have in front of me, of a, a well laid out set of plans, sections, and elevations, some drawings that that can convey to somebody else how to build something. That is satisfying to me on a certain level because I have succeeded in doing something. So a job is done. Someone, I have been clear. I have been clear in my thoughts and in my desires and purposes and, you know, what needs to be done in order to have this thing made. This is not something that anybody that, well, not anybody, that everybody can do. This is not just, it takes time. It takes time to get to this point. So why don't I, why don't I vie to be the best in my position? To be to do the best, to be the one that everybody wants, that that why don't I try to make every piece of set, every set piece the the ultimate? And I don't if you look at, if you think I'm gonna have an answer, I don't know. I, I don't know. But maybe we can explore it a bit further. I've got I've got some time on my hands. I'm sitting in the car driving to work. I don't know what you're doing. I imagine you're. I don't know what you're doing. Eating your lunch? What you got there? Is that ham? Chipotle mayo. Ah. Aren't you the little uh, daredevil? Hey, you like it spicy, do you? All right. So what is it? What is it that's that's keeping me from really just sort of digging digging into this to to just like thinking that this is this is it? This is what I'm meant to do. What is it that's keeping me from moving up? That's that's keeping me from moving from being just the set designer to being the production designer to Or being the set designer. And all I can think is that it comes back to... What I talked about a couple episodes ago. The consequences episode. All I can think is that it's laziness. There's... (laughs) Something in me that... Like, I don't... I don't care. (laughs) Like, I don't care. Whoa. Uh, What did you just lose, buddy? Somebody just lost like what looked like a a floor mat. That's weird. Is it on top of their roof or something? Maybe they were like vacuuming their car or they were washing their car and they took their floor mat out and put it on their roof and it just came off their car. But it seems like I, I just, I just, I just don't care. I don't care enough. I, I, I have to be clear. I do care. <laughs> yes, I do care, bosses. Anybody who listens to this who might ever want to hire me again. I do care that we meet the needs of the production. I do care that we create something that looks good. I, I do care that I do my job properly. But in a way, I just kind of, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not committed enough to it, I suppose, to care so deeply about whether or not this particular space door that I'm drawing or this particular office that I'm drawing becomes the office, becomes the space door. I think part of it is the laziness, and I think another part of it is, is that I it takes a lot of energy, right? It takes a lot out of you to put so much into it, so much of yourself into it. it when, when you're creating a piece of artwork, you are you are representing your view on things. Your This is your word. This is your Your the window the wind the winder. This is the window into your universe. This is a, this is you're marking out a position, your position on the world. Might not be a permanent position, but it's it's temporary. But you you need to put one needs to put your all into it. I think in order for it to be truly good. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you don't need to put your all into it. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confused about this. Maybe, maybe Picasso didn't put everything into his, his paintings. Maybe at a certain point it just became second nature, and this was just—he was so good at thinking with his hands and with thinking with the paintbrush and thinking with the pencil that that's just the way that it was, and we ate that stuff up. Yum yum yum. Wow, it sounds like maybe I really need to re-listen to Jason's uh, podcast about um, creativity. That book, you know the one—the book where you're supposed to do all the workbook work, supposed to take yourself on an artist date, the artist's way, I believe it's called. So maybe the reason why I'm not sort of fully committed, I guess one might say the reason why i don't put my whole being into a bathroom set or a bedroom set for a television show is that in the end i know that it does not represent the way it's not my view on the world it does not represent who i am at a certain point it's just it's just that it's just a bathroom it's just something we need because we couldn't find it out where outside in the world we needed to build it and i think that if i was to try to move up in this business i would actually have to have i would have to have that feeling inside me that 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 I would have to put everything into it. It would have to be my all. I would have to... uh, I would have to work really hard at it. (laughs) I would have to not be lazy. And and I... uh, I guess I just need to accept that. That I am lazy. And that... I'll do the things that matter to me. Enough. Did I explore it? Does it bring me to an answer? I, I don't think it does. I, I, I think I, I can see my problem. I can see my problem is, is the laziness. It's the... Is it fear? Now, now, Now you're hearing the voices that are screaming in my head at night. Now you're hearing what the voices say to me out loud over and over in my head when that dark night of the soul happens when I'm sitting there listening to music and I hear something that just inspires me and provokes me to think that, wow, there are some things in this world that seem to be a real secret, that that they've really kind of grabbed onto the, the, the resonating frequency of the world. and i'm not doing anything to, get, to 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 get that for some reason i believe that you know you're not going to get that designing a bathroom set so yeah sure it'd be great if i could if i could create something that would that would find that resonating frequency uh, of the secrets of the world and the universe and all these great things give give myself that fizz again, that the feeling of creating something that, that has that magical, thoughtful thing behind it. But can I? Do I have... Am I do I have do I have it in me first of all and am I too lazy to do that am I too lazy to do that work and what is that what is it in what blank canvas blank canvas alert I'm panicking The landscape of downtown Toronto has really changed over the years. I'm just uh, driving. I drive along the Gardner Expressway through downtown Toronto from Scarborough to work every day. And uh, when I moved here twenty some odd years ago, 1997, um, I got to tell you, a lot of these buildings were not here. <laughs> And they, I don't even remember a lot of them being here eight years ago, nine years ago. It's like a, it's, it's a different city. It's a different city. Police officer on a motorcycle beside me. I'm doing nothing. Just driving, officer. Talking to my friends on the phone. Huh? I don't know. I don't know if this is anything. I don't know. I don't even know if it's going to go out. It'll go out. It'll go out. I released yesterday. I'm going to release today. What is this? Is this the? uh, Is this Doug's uh, twelve podcasting days till MMPR? Is that what this is? How many days left until MMPR? It's not that long, is it? Maybe this is Doug's twelve podcasting days to MMPR. If it is, welcome. Welcome to Doug's 12 Podcasting Days to MNPR. <laughs> Can I get 12 out in time? Maybe. I think I might actually even try to do a episode, I suppose, a recording at the live event. I want to try to make it there early enough this time to participate as opposed to just sort of... Uh, being in the background, it's time for the curtain man to actually take the limelight. To take center stage and and do something. If you, if you listen to the Marshall McLuhan podcaster, No, Marshall McLuhan Hour. Is that what it is? Marshall McLuhan... Yeah, it's Marshall McLuhan Hour, isn't it? Ah, fuck. It. MM Variety Hour. There's the word I was looking for. I knew there was something in there. Marshall McLuhan Variety Hour podcast uh i used to show up on there quite often as the uh curtain puller so it's time time for the curtain man to step out into the spotlight perhaps at the uh 2019 marshall mcLuhan podcaster round tables happening was it July 6th Weekend of the July July sixth, in uh, lovely downtown Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I am uh, I'm getting excited for it. I, I I look forward to it. I look forward to uh, seeing seeing everyone there. I look forward to meeting some some friends, meeting some old friends for the first time. People that I've uh, yet to meet, but have uh, had many conversations either on the Twitter or through the podcast medium, many people with whom I have bonded over this crazy thing that is podcasting, these things that we create, this world, this odd world that we have found ourselves in, and this even stranger community that is small, niche, and odd. I don't think many people would really understand what it is that we do in this small amateur podcasting community where we tend to just basically talk to each other. It, it, it's, it's like it's like no other. It's like no other, I think. Perhaps live... I, 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 I hear that LiveJournal was a bit like this in terms of the blogosphere uh, years ago. Where it was a lot of people kind of doing uh, shout outs to other blogs or journalers. um, And there was sort of tight communities that happened through there. So, this ain't no my brother, my brother, and me. This ain't no party. This ain't no disco. This ain't no fooling around. I think I'm going to leave it at that. Excuse me. I hope there's some meat on this bone. Hope there's something there for you to listen to. Uh, oh, the other thing I just wanted to mention. If you never get up before 8 o'clock in the morning, if you never get outside and, and, and see sunrise, do it. Because sunset is beautiful. But so is Sunrise. That golden hour, as we call it in the film industry, golden hour is so gorgeous. The way that the slightly different colored light from the sun as it hits us, that yellowy gold tinge, tint, whatever it is, that hits things, just makes the world look different. <clears throat> So that's Doug's top tip for the day: get outside at sunrise, watch the sunrise, absorb the glory that is the world around us. Because it's beautiful. I mean, it's 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 gorgeous. There is something magical about it, and um, if you miss it, you're missing out.